Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van Bocklin with the Eskenazi Health Public Affairs team. And in honor of Men's Health Month and to encourage men to take charge in their overall health and know that it's okay to seek a health care provider, we have a podcast favorite. We loved the last time you were in here. Uh, Jessica Engi, uh, outpatient physical therapist with Eskenazi Health, back with us to discuss physical therapy and pelvic health for men. Last time you were here, we talked about female pelvic health. Yeah. Uh, so now, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, even fair, fair time, let's talk about men's pelvic health. So first of all, little background about yourself and then we'll jump into it. Yep. Um, so thanks for having me back again. Obviously there are numerous topics with pelvic and men's is just one of those that is also controversial, but I've been here at Eskenazi for about two and a half years now. I am still very active in our pelvic world. Um, still a teacher's assistant for pelvic courses and teaching people how to treat pelvic conditions. Um, I've actually helped create and modify different pelvic programs that Eskenazi has, like even with our transgender population. And then it's always interesting in how to advocate with our patients with their pelvic health journey because pelvic health is very... um, there's a stigma with yeah. it. Okay. Not a lot of people are comfortable talking about it. So let's let's it. just start right <laughs> yeah. there because I do my own research. Um, <laughs> but uh, but all at the same time, I really don't know. So yeah. what is men's pelvic health? And please, why is there a stigma against it? So pretend, don't pretend, know that I don't know anything, <laughs> and let's and let's go from there. I mean, it's kind of like. This is just a a stereotype in general. Men in general don't like to go to the doctor, at least from my experience. Um, So when it comes to pelvic health, again, everyone has a pelvis. So men or women, whoever you identify with, you have a pelvis. Mm -hmm. So anything that women experience men can also experience. So you got like incontinence issues, so leakage, you can have pain, you can have like hernias, you can have like testicular problems, you can have bowel problems like constipation, and there's even like prostate stuff that can go on too. So, which is all important because even like prostate care is preventative care and knowing what's going on with that. So a lot of this is can happen with anybody no matter how your age is <laughs> I, I know with guys a lot of his because uh, i used to be one of these people every time i go to the doctor i come out sick you know it's <laughs> yep. so but that's the why the stigma against that because just to piggyback on something you said i think there'd be more stigma against having incontinence issues than there would be about yeah. against actually like working on pelvic health so why like why do you think this stigma exists i think it's because the conversation itself is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like talking about these issues, especially like if you have something going on down there, you don't want to talk about it. Like women are used to it just because we see the OB all the time. But men, it's a whole different ball game. Like from my experience, they don't want to say they have a problem with the issues down there or anything with their function until it's really bad, which is also bad in itself, because if it's been going on for a long time then there's a lot of backtracking we have to do when we treat people, if that makes sense. I, yeah, I, I think it's probably because in that, because women are, I don't know, started so early mm-hmm. in treating. Guys, yeah. we don't, we don't start dealing with it until we become 40 and or 40. <laughs> like, and I said just the, the other day, it's like, uh, you know, I'm in my mid forties, I'm getting my, an, my semi-annual checkup, which yep. I do. And the doctor's like, 
you ever had colonoscopy? Because it's time. And that's the thing. But that it <laughs> yeah. never comes. You know, you have you have no yeah. idea. And you're like, uh, no. And is this an option? He's like, it's an option, but you probably need to have it done. Yeah. And and so so I get it. I understand yes. how because men are not conditioned to know that this is part of what you do until all of a sudden it's hey you're old here bam let's yeah. let's do this. And I mean even young younger people like in their twenties have issues too. And like think of yourself as like in your twenties having problems and you're like how do I talk to somebody about this or is this wrong or what is going on so types of questions too so how does this treatment work and you were you went through a list of like the various reasons the things that the guys might experience or struggle with but i they all probably are treated differently so start the (laughs) soup the nuts yeah this thing yeah well a lot of it comes from like the patient's openness with communication Mm -hmm. like when i try to talk to a patient i'm like nothing you tell me is going to be surprising. Like we're going to problem solve it. So the number one thing is you just, it's uncomfortable, but I want you to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so just creating a safe place to talk about these things. Um, with all the different conditions, there is a lot of treatments that we can do. It just, again, depends on how they present to me. Um, sometimes it can be as easy as your hips are tight. Like we need to stretch out your hips or if it's more behavioral things, like if people have like more of that incontinence problem, there's a couple behavioral things we need to change. Like whether it's what you're drinking, because if people are drinking like soda and juice and coffee all the time and they're either one leaking or they have urgency, it's like your bladder doesn't like that. So we got to change those behaviors or even if sometimes people have diabetes, they don't understand that what they put in their bodies can affect their like urinary system and can cause all sorts of problems with that. So um, it just really depends on how they present. <laughs> there's like there's a whole bunch of rabbit holes we can go through here. <laughs> so how do you? <sighs> I know it's hard. <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. And the thing is, yes, it's very hard. And I would say until I started working here. Whereas like normalized going to get your health care, yeah. like I, yeah, I would have been like, no, I'm not. I'll just wait until like blood is coming exactly, from somewhere and then I'll go the in. Exactly, but that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you, it, it almost seemed like you would need to go in and do a consultation with a psychiatrist at the same time. Like, how do you get guys to open up and say, well, you know what? I'm really kind of dealing with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. would like, how do you help a person down that path? So usually I just throw a bunch of education at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but sometimes in the medical world, men don't like to make direct contact with their provider. Mm-hmm. So I always have something in my hands that they can directly look at versus at me. <laughs> so if I have like anatomy stuff, I show them that and I'm like, look at this, not at me. Yeah. So you can pretend I'm not here and I'm just some random person talking to you and telling you about these things. So it's kind of those different characteristic behaviors that you have to play around with. <laughs> why do you, why do you think guys are so uptight about about this. I mean, because it almost seems like <laughs> the world's biggest hypocrisy yeah. in a lot of levels. The I mean, way, you know, the walk the walk or talk walk, yeah. all that stuff. Why? Might have to throw that question back at you. <laughs> I, I've been converted. I now work at Eskenazi Health. I'm like, there's like, we have something new to give you. All right, fine. I'll both yeah. my arms go out and, you know, like I said, and, and I'm and I'm going in for my because you're 45 and you need this thing yeah, in yeah. a couple weeks. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's a little of the, the stereotypical 
I'm a man. This is, again, stereotype. I could be wrong. But, like, men don't like to talk about their problems, Mm -hmm. specifically their personal problems. And it's like, when girls get together, we have no issues talking about our problems. Yeah, you guys are all disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hopefully you got a good group of friends that you can just let it all out. But sometimes with men, it's like, they want to show that they're strong, they're independent, they have no problems, right? And if they do have problems, then they're quiet about them. And that's when it can get also dangerous. Like, if you got problems, particularly health problems, you got to talk about them or else, again, they can snowball and then you can have issues, big issues. Now, we hit on, like, the obvious ones, like incontinence and, you know, are there any more subtle signs that a guy should be looking out for before it gets to leaking and all of that stuff. Yeah, so there's stuff like diabetes. Um, There can be signs that you have diabetes even without, like, you're thirsty all the time. Like, you can be peeing a lot, and you're just like, I'm healthy. I think I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the thing with diabetes is more of, like, you're peeing a lot at night. Um, It doesn't even have to be leakage. It can just be the amount of times you're going to the bathroom, and that can show up with, like, diabetes. Um, People can also have, like, prostate cancer or something like that, and that's where, like, this is more peeing issues. But if you have trouble peeing, you have to, like, strain to pee. Like, people are having to push when it should just be, like, kind of passive. Um, You can have different cancers in your abdomen, so abdominal pain, or you can have hernias. Like, sometimes hernias can go into your testicles, and that can get really dangerous as well. Um, Well, it depends on how knowledgeable the man is on (laughs) what their body is doing and how willing they are to talk about it. In my my male egotistical sense here, (laughs) what have been your success stories? Because I got to believe because we're so uptight that our success (laughs) stories might be a little bit just a little bit more dramatic than probably yeah. anyone else is. Yeah. So uh, yeah. like it's a success story. Somebody comes like, I was uptight. Now I got all my friends checking this, you know, at home. It's a- <laughs> well, with women that happens, <laughs> yeah. that happens a lot. Sometimes with men, I do have a couple that come and be like, so I was talking to my buddies and I was like, can you guys do this? And they were like, no. And then the, one of my patients taught all of his buddies like, how to do like a Kegel because <laughs> men should know how to do a pelvic floor contraction because they have the same muscles as females. So I have no idea how to do that. Can you, <laughs> can you talk me through it right now? Not a lot of men know how to yeah. do a Kegel. So the easiest way I can tell someone how to do a Kegel, especially a man is um, if you were peeing, yeah. it's that tension you create to stop Try that flow stop of urine okay. or the funnier one that I get. Um, that's kind of interesting is you have to think of like your penis as a turtle head and you try to suck it back in. <laughs> That's another way that you can imagine it, which people are like, really? But then it works <laughs> if they don't want to think about stopping their flow of urine. So it hurts. Gets a lot of laughs. <laughs> well, at least I was like, I was like, is it a puckering of the no, other? It's like, no, it's we're on the, <laughs> it's not your butt. You're using the wrong muscles. Okay. All right. Okay. I, Hey, Hey, I, <laughs> I told you it's going to be an interesting one. No, today. this no, I, 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 this is fantastic because I, I do know the guys, generally speaking, do not take their health seriously. We are conditioned to think that there's nothing wrong until there's something wrong, yes. and then oh well, I guess that's just my lot. And even at that, it's like I'm not stopping. I'll just yeah. give me some meds and I'll, yeah. I'll head on out. And we don't, we don't think enough about you know the quick fix. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, okay, I'll get back. To- <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I surprised no, no. you. No, 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 no. I, w- I was fully anticipating all of this. So, and part of it is because I'm just, I'm in the flow of it. So I've lost my, my, <laughs> jeez. Yay, pelvic this is, floor. This is, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing we don't have a camera in here because if we had a camera in here, I'd have you like showing me. I'd be on the floor right now and be like, okay, this is what you do. Know, now, right? now stop yourself from being. You're like, whoo. <laughs> Well, speaking yeah. of, I mean, I can go down. Joe, please yeah. do not edit any of this out. I give you permission <laughs> to just let this whole thing go this way. Um, okay, so so how much of this is tied to the importance of regular annual checkups? Mm-hmm. Is this stuff that comes from a referral will come from a primary care mm-hmm. physician? So point one, make sure you're staying up on all of that, right? Yes, 100%. And then, so, you know... Doctor sees a patient. Hey, we think you could you could do this, and mm-hmm. then and then boom! It just you start with the intake and and go from there. Like, how receptive are people coming to do this? And I guess uh, is there a way you can track? I guess how many people were referred, but then said, you know what? I think uh, yeah. y- you know, like I guess not as far as a no show, but just as people were like, I think you need it. No, I think I'm good. You Let's know? just say a lot of the people that actually show up turn out to be women. Yeah. A lot of men do have referrals because I can see every single person that ever has a referral. I can see it in my system. It's just you have to call us to get in. Um, But the thing is, I don't want men to be afraid to talk about it or even come and see me Mm -hmm. because like we're having here, it's a casual conversation. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be intimidating. Um, But the easiest way is, yes, talk to your doctor. And if you have just anything, I mean, the worst thing they're going to say is you're fine which is also bad, too, because then you're like, I want answers. Yeah, being told Um, you're fine when you know you're not is really frustrating. Yes. Um, So they can refer you to me, and, like, usually if I get a referral, I don't – I do, like – we talk a lot during like an evaluation mm-hmm. and it's literally like 60 minutes, just me. There's nobody else. It's just me and the person. And like, we even do like a whole general movement screen. I don't just look at your pelvis. I look at your back. I look at your hips. I look at your strength. I look at your abdomen. Um, and if you want something a little bit more intimidating, Bring it. we can do, or at least I'm trained to do like a rectal exam or a rectal assessment. Enjoy that. Um, so just like women, they can get their vaginal examinations. Men, we can do rectal. So I can see what your pelvic floor is doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad. It's intimidating, but I, I don't do it all the time. Yeah. It's required when necessary. I... I, I... <laughs> This this I I love these conversations. This this is fantastic. So, um, what sort of, and I know I'm going to take the answer of that depends off the table, okay? Yes. Because all right. So, what kind of treatment do we get? Because I mean, is is some of this just done with like physical therapy, or do we go straight to medications? Like, what is the general treatment? Because I also wonder if maybe sometimes you don't get guys who want to mm. do this because. Yeah. They, I'll take a pill. I'm not going to give you 20 minutes where I go and do yoga. I love yes. yoga, but I'm talking from a guy's perspective yep. here. So how does this all work? And that is a very big fight that I feel like a lot of people are fighting in general in the medical mm-hmm. system. Everyone wants, like, I want a pill. Like, they don't want to put in the work to mm-hmm. fix it. Um, a lot of the times I talk to people, I'm like, do you want to be on this pill for the rest of your life? When I can give you these, like, three simple things to do. And you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So I think it 
I'm sorry, it does depend on the person (laughs) and how receptive they are to that. Mm Because some people do. Like, no matter what I tell them, they don't want what I give them. What is the... Is there an aha moment that you see with oh, some, yeah. yeah. So what is what is that? And I'm sure it's probably a very personal moment for the yeah. guy. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like what becomes the selling point of where you can maybe it's a return visit and you'd be like, see, I told you. Like what do you what, what do you look for on that? Um those moments happen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest. Um Usually you can see the light bulb go when I'm educating them, especially like literally showing them the plain facts. Like this is your anatomy. This is what I think is going on. This is what we can do to fix it. And if they actually do what I tell them to do, usually when they first come back, I'm like, you were right. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, well, the thing I, I, well, I think it's really important to, to reiterate because mm-hmm. you know, guys, and, and I, and I, uh, and I make a joke, and I'm sure a lot of guys make the joke where it'd be like, just, I, I just hope I'm not the worst one you've yeah. had. You know, it's like yep. the, everyone is afraid that they are going to be the one that makes the provider go oh my God, you know, and like faint and fall out. And they're like, so they're like, I'm not going to give the person that, that opening. And it's like, no, sorry for your luck, but you're a pretty average human being, you know? I mean, it's. Yeah. The good thing about with physical therapy versus the physicians Mm -hmm. is I can get them in more frequently. Mm -hmm. Like I see them for an hour. I can see them the next week for 45 minutes. So usually if I don't know what's going on, I tell them and I'm going to be like, we're going to experiment. Like, I want you to try it and tell me what happened. And then we go from there. A lot of it is trial and error because not everyone's the same and people Mm -hmm. respond differently. So I always give them that kind of spiel. Like, sometimes we might be experimenting. Like, your symptoms I have seen before, but you might not respond like this person. So trial and error. Um, (laughs) So we're talking with uh, Jessica Engie, Outreach uh, Physical Therapist with Eskenazi Health, here uh, to talk about men's pelvic health because uh, we are recognizing Men's Health Month. And as I say, as a guy, um, it's uh, (laughs) just... Don't don't blow it. I, I I get I get the ego thing. I get the, I you we, I get it. Don't. <laughs> I don't it's not scary. Yeah, it's 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 not scary. And uh, we, I say this with the utmost respect, men. You are not special. You are not the one outlier. You are not the person that's going to disgust the person you see. That you are not going to bring them the thing they've never heard before. Um, and if you are, please let us know so we can document yeah. it and study it going on down the road. Have a case yeah. study. So um, I, I guess is there anything we haven't covered as we've been laughing and joking, but wanting to stay serious about this no not really i just i think in general i just if people were more open about with their healthcare providers i feel like that would make things a lot better is there something that you can like kind of say right now mm-hmm. um guys if you're curious if you like when you're home today mm-hmm. do this like this is very broad and very general <laughs> but here's what every guy should probably be doing well Again, not everyone should be technically doing Kegels, but that would be a good thing to be aware of Mm -hmm. and how to activate because it's just normal muscle. You should know how to do that. And then second of all, um, this is kind of weird, but if you are having pain, usually the first thing I like to ask is what kind of underwear you're using. 
Um, because that can be very differential and help a lot of okay, people. Okay, so what underwear should be should we be using, and which one should we stay away from? So help I'm me live forever. <laughs> I want to. I want to live forever, at least from like the waist up, or just right. in my waist area, or something like that. So, like, w- what's good and what's bad? It, again, it, well, it depends yes, on what yeah, your okay, condition yeah. is. So but you, you hey, have, you walked us down know, this one. Right? You have to call out some underwear. So now. if you have something as broad as like testicular pain, mm-hmm. visually they like. They yes. hang down, right? Yes. So you need something to pick them back up. Okay. So usually I'm like, get yourself some briefs, mm-hmm. normal tight briefs, and tell me how it is. Nine okay. out of ten times men come back to me and they're like, it's a lot better. They're resting comfortably. Yes. <laughs> so it's like experimenting yeah. like that with something as easy as changing your underwear <laughs> versus taking a medicine that yeah. has side effects. I I I and I, I know it's <laughs> It's, it's tough not as to, simple as well, that. Well, no, I know but. it's I know it's tough to say this in a healthcare environment, but medicine is the last the la- there there's like probably almost in almost anything I have to believe that there are at least 10 things to do before you get the yeah, medicine. There's a please, time and a place. Yeah, please yeah. do that stuff and let that that needs to be final. Okay, we'll put you on the meds, you yeah. know. Um, so uh, thanks a lot for coming in and <laughs> having welcome. fun with us. I hope we can have you come back again. Um, so, uh, yeah, EskenaziHealth.edu for more information. And please, I think the big thing on this is, one, don't blow off your annual checkups and your regular because that's really the only way to yes. keep pushing this forward and like just just don't make and the one thing that i that i've noticed that eskenazi is doing and i'm not saying no one else did this but it never mm-hmm. happened before with me guys anyone listening to this just like at the dentist when you go and you wrap up the dentist they book you for your next appointment yeah. i was here for my checkup and they went ahead and booked me for my next six week with Get my prime and yeah. just just go ahead and do it mm-hmm. don't and that was the first time that had ever been offered to me in a primary care situation so i'm not saying no one else does that mm-hmm. but just go ahead and keep that thing going and keep it going if for nothing else for those regular checkups and then maybe you'll be blessed to go and see Jessica and, <laughs> and, and ask she can questions. Yes, confused, ask lots of questions. Ask questions yes. Please. Um and you are not going to shock her. No. So uh all <laughs> right. Thank knows? you very much for for coming in. Yep. Joe and Ray. Joe, did you learn some good stuff today? Are we ready? You're going to Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna some of the extra time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we sit down and like you know, like have a kegel off or something like that? Uh, <laughs> Rachel, thank you very much for orchestrating this this buffoonery that is taken care of. But I, but it's important. I, I don't want to. We're having fun, but this is guys. Is seriously, yeah. please. We've been conditioned to approach it wrong or inaccurately. Mm-hmm. Maybe not wrong. We've we've been conditioned to approach it in a different way than what we really should be doing. Um, so please, EskenaziHealth.edu. Tune in next time. You can get all of our podcast episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. although after this one, Apple might send us a note and go, hey, we need to re-talk, <laughs> rethink about this one. But uh, yeah, and find us on all social media channels. We'll talk to you next time. Eskenazi Health here for you podcast.